Well, hello, 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 welcome, welcome, hello, party people. Come on, let's do this. All right, we're live. Hello, party people, welcome. Glad you're here. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at dansfish.com, and I'm here every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. to do this, which is basically geek out on fish because uh, that's what fish geeks be doing. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've got some cool stuff to talk about that I'm really excited about. And a lot of it has to do with Get Gills. Jonathan finished the update for uh, the big shipping redo and product group redo and everything. Basically, Get Gills like 2.0. And we loaded it up on, uh, I believe it was Monday is when we went live with it. So it's all up and running and the best thing is, so far, we've found a couple little glitches and fixed them, but so far, I haven't got a bunch of emails saying, hey, this doesn't work. So it looks like everything's going well, which, of course, Jonathan did it. I mean, the guy's brilliant. So there's two things I want to do today with Get Gills before I get to your questions and comments. The first is I want to show you some items on there that I think are awesome. Um, not items that I'm selling, but stuff that other people are selling that have been put on recently that I was just like, oh yeah, got me real excited. So I just want to show you those. And then uh, the other thing is I want to briefly, and I'm not going to do this for too long, but briefly show you what we did, what the update is. I've got some dedicated videos to those updates explaining basically how to use the site uh, now that they're up and running that I'm creating. I released one yesterday, I believe. Uh, I'll release another one hopefully tomorrow. It's proven difficult. I've like recorded it four times and not been happy. Um, I think I've now got what I need to edit a good video. So that'll come out tomorrow. And then another one will come out uh, a day or two after that. So that's, uh, that's all coming together. Small Fry Aquatics must like that. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. 49.99. Thank you. Much appreciated. Never required, but it makes the wife super happy. And thank you. That's a huge help. Um, so that update is going to make things so much easier for the sellers. If you're a buyer on GetGills, you probably won't notice a difference. Uh, when we created the site, our goal was to make the buying experience as smooth and wonderful as possible because our, our logic was, hey, if if more people are buying, then the sellers will make more money. And if things are a little clunkier for sellers, as long as people are buying and they're, they're making money, that, uh, that we can address those issues later. So we've finally done that, we think. And I think that this will make the seller's experience so much easier. So we'll go over that a little bit. So those are the two things that I'm kind of going to get into. Then I'll get into your questions and comments. And uh, we'll geek out together about whatever aquarium fish-related topic you want to, whether it's breeding um, importing fish, building fish rooms, keeping species, um, that you're interested in keeping questions about stuff. We can get into all that. Um, before we do that though, the, the last thing before I get into the couple get gills things is this, the order did not come again this week. So, um, that's been a, a bit of a bummer. <laughs> so I'm going to try again, but I have some alternative uh, suppliers, so if things don't come in again this week, then I will get 
stuff from them. I know some of you are waiting for Peacock Gudgeons, for example. Um, if the shipment doesn't come in this Monday, then I'll get them from someone else. Um, I know some of you are waiting for some other stuff that I've got a, I've got a list of it. So never fear. I'm looking for it. I'm doing my best to get it for you. Uh, it's just been a little, I don't know why it's been a little strange, uh, with the orders not coming in the last couple of weeks in, in like, I'm ordering over 20 species each time because I'm running low on stuff and like just nothing's coming in. So anyway, let me show you first off some stuff that I think is awesome that is listed for sale. Um, so Pez Aquatics has been doing this, this kind of thing, which I think is just amazing. So there's some really neat Placostomus. There's some really neat... Uh, Corydoras that are being listed for sale on the site. And I'm not an expert on plecos and catfish, but I feel like the prices being asked are very reasonable. Um, again, I'm not an expert on them, but that's that's my, my take on it. Oh, I, I meant to do this. So here's what I wanted to show you. I think these are awesome. So Zebra Auto Syncless. People have been asking me for Zebra Auto Syncless for a while. Oh, I've got to share it. Sorry. Here we go. Um, and you missed the plecos. I'll show you those. Uh, sorry, I forgot to share the screen. But zebra autos, people have been asking for these for, from me for a long time. I've never brought them in because what I would have to pay wholesale is close to what they're being sold to uh, for right here on the on the website. So $13.95, it would cost me around there, maybe a little less just to bring them in, which is why I never did it. Because then by the time I mark them up, you guys are paying 30 bucks for a little Zebra Auto Syncless. So I'm thrilled to see that someone else has listed these. Who's this? Pez Aquatics has listed these. And uh, they're only $13.95, which is a lot for a little Auto Syncless. But I don't feel like it's a lot for a Zebra Auto Syncless. They're hard to find. A couple really cool Plecos. Leopard Frog Plecos. TM Aquatics is hooking people up with Leopard Frogs. I believe that he actually bred and raised these ones. 45 bucks each, which I'm, this is more being me being excited about cool stuff than me trying to sell you this stuff. This isn't stuff I'm selling. It's just stuff that I'm seeing appear on the website and that I'm, I'm really excited about. Mile high plecos. <laughs> Mikey, thank you. hundred bucks. I owe Bob a shout out. Hi, Bob. Oh, Mile high, that's hilarious. Uh, thanks, welcome back. I'm just glad to see you. I, the super chat's great too, thank you. Always appreciated, never required. Makes Brenda super happy, but I'm just glad you're here, man. Good to see you. And I haven't forgotten, I'm still trying to get down to Denver. I, I have not forgotten, but I've been so busy planning the new expansion and everything that that honestly, I just haven't had the bandwidth to, to plan a trip or anything at this moment. Um, that's kind of sucking up Anything that isn't already sucked up by the normal business um, is being sucked up by the expansion plan. So, which is starting to look really good. We can talk about that later, but thanks, Smile High Plecos. $100 from Mikey. Thanks, man. Um, and by the way, I'm just glad to see you. Super chat or not, I'm glad you're here. But yeah, check these leopard frogs out. Then there's some really neat Corydoras here that you're not going to see a lot of places. So 
check them out. And again, the prices, when I look at what I would have to pay to get these, these prices are amazing. Virginia's here are $5.95. Like to me, I think that's amazing. I don't know if I could get them wholesale for that price. That's really cool. So I don't know what Pez Aquatics deal is. They might bring in stuff directly and therefore uh, cut out a couple middlemen to be able to offer these prices, but it's pretty amazing. Weitzman Eye, ah, oh, love Weitzman Eye. Hard to find, and that price is really, really good. So I'm excited about this stuff. Anyway, the catfish are worth checking out. Oh, wait, there were some others here too. Um, let me find them. Oh yeah, here, so here's some cool plecos. So we've got the blue Pinock we showed you. Uh, here's another one, an L90. Again, I know nothing about plecos, but I feel like 19 bucks for a Pinock is pretty good. Um, blue phantoms, white inspectors. I mean, just stuff that that I'm thrilled to finally have on here. There's some great super reds. So there's several sellers that have some super reds available. Um, JC's got some here. There's some more here from PJ's. And I think, I don't know, Craig, if you still have any available or not at this moment, but, and then the Colombian zebra pleco here, $27.99. I don't know anything about them, but I feel like that's a good price. TM Aquatics got his lemons on here or blue-eyed yellows, I guess. Sorry, I don't know if they're actually lemons or not because I'm not enough of a Pleco guy to know the difference. But anyway, hopefully that makes all you catfish people happy that have been waiting for Plecos and some really awesome Corydoras um, on the site. I, I geeked out. I saw the stuff being listed and I got really excited. So, um, oh, by the way, since we are talking about mile-high Plecos, the... Um, they're not out right now, but the, the starlights are doing great, man. They're, they're big now. And there's one that's dominant and is, I don't know, six inches, maybe, um, maybe even a little bigger, probably around six inches. And the others are a little smaller, but I'm gonna, I'm, I'm hoping in a little bit that maybe we'll get some breeding action. Now here's another, um, thing that I think is, I was really excited to see, um, Oh, here's one. HC Aqua's got some awesome stuff. So skunk tiger pods. And then I was excited about these. Uh, Jesse is listed as metalhead black lace guppies. 20 bucks a pair. I, I think that's amazing. So I was super excited to see that. But then Lake Martin Aquatics listed. And they don't have a ton of stuff listed. But look at what they do have. These are amazing. There's some Cali Rum um, Rainbows. There's a video there if you want to go check it out. There's some Goldie-Eyed Decais, which if you follow L.R. Bretz at all, Lucas Bretz, uh, you know what that fish is. He's He's got some that were fairly famous. <laughs> Three-line Epistos, so Epistogramma trifasciata, which is an amazing little dwarf cichlid. And I'm just thrilled to see something besides, I like Cockatoides and I like Agazizii and all those but it's nice to see something different every now and then. And then some Bosmani and like these look pretty good to me. I like this one caught my eye, how dark it is and how orange it is here. It uh, looks like it's his breeder male. 
So anyway, I'm not trying to put on a hard sell. I'm not trying to promote things that I'm selling on there. I'm just trying to say there's some cool stuff there. Um, and it's pretty exciting right now as the owner of Get Gills to see all the, to see the thing take off, to see the vision start to come full circle and stuff that I've wanted to be listed there for a long time is starting to list up. So I'm, I'm just happy. <laughs> I hope that, I hope that excites you guys too. I hope that it's cool to see it coming together on your end. Um, all right. Looks like mile high. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mikey. Going to lose service on vacation in the middle of nowhere in loving life. Are you in Gillette Mile High? <laughs> Ooh, catch y'all later. Plecos are cooler. All right. Thanks, Mikey. Uh, I hope to be able to get down to see you again soon. It's uh, things are a little crazy right now, but hopefully that'll happen pretty soon. All right. So that was the cool stuff. Now I'm going to show you some of the updates. So this is really only going to affect sellers, trying to make it easier for sellers. So Anytime you're a seller and you need to get something done in your store, this little button here is your friend, this little My Store button, click that. Now we've done something really cool, which is we've made the product groups better. And this is basically uh, just some examples that I did, because I'm in, this is, my, uh, this is my faux account, Jane Doe's account. Let me get out of there and get into my real account. Sorry about that. Um, just a sec. This is going to be boring. Um, I have a Jane Doe. If you ever see a store called Jane Doe on Get Gills, that's my fake account for when I'm testing stuff or making a demonstration video, things like that. Uh, so just one moment here. Sorry about that. I forgot I was on that account. Okay, here we go. So anyway, the My Store tab is your friend. So if you go to product groups now, there's a couple things that are different. You'll see this here, this free shipping area down here. That's now live. So I have a group that is called free shipping. And basically, I, I haven't got every product on there yet. By the end of the day tomorrow, I probably will. Where if someone pays buy something of $100 or more from my store, they will get free shipping. And I'm not showing you my store to promote that or try to get people to rush out and buy stuff from my store. I'm just doing that because it's already live on my store. And I don't know any other store that has it yet because we just released it on Monday. But it works now. It's up and running. So if you have a threshold to where you would like to let a fish or an item have free shipping to promote sales or make your customers happy, then just put whatever that amount is here. It might be 25 bucks, it might be 50, 100, 200, it just depends on the item and the margins you're working under and all that stuff. And then you can add items to that group. And once that group hits 100 bucks, shipping will be free for those items. Um, if they don't hit a hundred bucks, then they, then the customer can still just pay regular old shipping and, um, not a problem. They can say they only want to buy 25 bucks worth of fish from me. That's fine. They can do that and pay for the shipping and they don't have to spend a hundred bucks, but if they do, they get the bonus of the free shipping. 
So I think that'll make customers really happy. And I think that'll help sellers uh, get more sales if they're able to take advantage of that. So that's one thing in the groups. Um, the other is it is now, now every item for sale pretty much is in a group. So there are, um, now you have to have a group in order to sell something. And that's just because before what happened is we had, um, some things would be in groups, some things would not be put in a group and they could be sold other ways. And then some things could only ship by themselves. And so there were basically three separate systems operating at the same time on the website. And it was just super confusing. So we made it so everything has to be in a group. So if you're a seller um, and your stuff it wasn't in a group when this update went out on, on Monday, then we basically made a, a default group for you called like default one or group one or something and put all those things in that group. So they're, they're in a group now. Um, it doesn't change anything for you, but if you want to change the title of that or create different groups and split that up or anything, you can't. Um, okay. So that's one big thing is the free shipping thing. And now things have to be in a group. So basically if this is clicked up here, then that's, things that aren't free shipping. If you click something down here, then it is free shipping. And it also shows up up here because if they don't meet the minimum for free shipping, then they can still get the item by paying for shipping. Okay. We don't want to make it so people can't buy stuff. Okay. So let me show you another change. I'll go back to my store and I'm almost done for those that aren't interested in get Gill's stuff very much. We're, we're almost done this part. Um, Hopefully it's interesting to people, but I could see how someone's like, man, I don't buy fish online or sell online. When are we going to talk about like how to breed fish? We'll get there. <laughs> so these are all my products. Um, and let me show you the change here. Okay. Actually, let me find a product that is lower down on the list so that no one tries to buy it while I'm doing this. Uh, let's do this one. Okay. So right now... This is all kind of messed up. So what happened there? Oops, did I screw some up on my groups? I might have. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry about this. What did I have here? No, that's fine. Okay. Let's pick, uh, let's pick these red flamingo guppies. Okay, right now they're in the regular shipping group so they can ship with any other thing that I sell and take them off that just to show you something real quick. They're also in the free shipping group. So if you buy something from that group, whether it's these or these and a mix of other stuff that are also free shipping, it'll combine into that. I'm going to remove that just, just for fun real quick. What I want to show you is this, this is a change. So you have to have your things in a group or they will not be listed for sale, right? So right now, no one can see this is for sale because I removed both the groups. So these currently are not attached to any shipping methods, so they're not for sale. I can add a group, right? And then I need to put in how much, how many of these can fit in a given box, right? So I can do that. Now I can sell them again. If I take that away, they're gone, right? 
unless here's the only other way you can get them for sale besides a group. Let's say that you're shipping rocks and you don't want to put the rocks in with any other items because they're big and they're heavy and they're going to crush the fish or break through the little food containers you're selling or whatever. In that case, we can click this option. This means it doesn't ship with any other item. So even if I had added this to a group, when I click that option, that overrides it. This is not gonna go with any other item. Let's say though that I only wanna ship this in a priority medium box, and I can fit six in that box. So I'll click six and update. And to keep it from shipping these other ways, I'll make these zero. Okay, none of those are gonna ship that way. This only works for this way if this box is clicked. If it's not clicked, then the system will not let you add a zero. Okay, it'll just default back to one. That's because if we did that, it would make a big mess for the buyer at checkout. That's, that's the reason. So right now, I've got these guppies. They can ship the regular way, or they could also ship for free shipping if someone pays uh, has a, an order of $100 or more. And then the other thing we have to do is set our box capacity because this tells the system how many of these guppies can fit in each of these different boxes that I ship in. So in small, I can fit three pairs, that's six fish. In a medium, I can fit six pairs. In a large, I can fit 10 pairs. And that's for express and for priority. Okay, three pairs. In a large box, I can fit 10 pairs. In a medium box, I can fit six pairs. You have to click the blue update button or it won't be saved. So make sure you've done that. Okay, and then the item's ready to go again. So those are the, those are the changes. Basically, we took away, we, we made it so that instead of three systems there, there's, all, there's only one system and it's grouping. So when you, when you, tell, when you create your shipping methods, let me show you that. And we won't go through that all the way, by the way. But when you create your shipping methods here, that is telling the system how you sh ship fish, the methods you use to ship fish, whether it's priority or express or FedEx or UPS, maybe you do a small box and also a medium box and a large box, all that, okay? And when you do groups, it tells the system how to pack the fish at checkout. So it helps the buyer at checkout know which fish can be sent together because they're in the same group. Or maybe you have a fish that can be shipped in more than one group and they can pick how they're packing their box at checkout. So those are the changes. That's what uh, Jonathan has been working on. And we're really excited about it. I think it'll make it simpler for the seller because you make a group, you say, great, this item ships in the way that this group ships. And then all you have to do is put in your box quantity, how many of those items can fit in each box you're sending, each type of box, and you're done. It's, it's that simple. So I'm hoping for you sellers that that'll make it easier for you. Um, I'll be releasing that detailed video about how to make groups, I, I think, tomorrow. I've been working on it pretty much for a couple of days, and it, I'm just not happy with it yet. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to explain something that can be done in many ways in the simplest way possible. So every time I record it and edit it and release it, all right, not release it, but go to edit it, 
I realize, oh man, I said this in a complicated way. I have to go back and re-record that. Or, oh, I forgot this functionality. I have to re-record that. So I'm working on it. Kayla's Aquatics. <laughs> Is Mikey still here? Bob. <laughs> Mikey, on the replay, this is for you. Hashtag lose signal. Lol. Hashtag no more professor. Hashtag fish warehouse. Thanks, Bob. Always appreciated. Never required. Makes the wife super happy. And I appreciate it. And by the way, I saw your video that a tornado hit your house. I'm glad you're all right. I'm glad for the most part you didn't lose anything. I know you lost that one tub. I'm sorry about that. That's a bummer. At least the dogs and everything are okay. And then I saw your video that the uh, uh, pelvic acromis sacramontis had spawned again. So congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, for those that don't know, that's a care species. It's a... It's a uh, dwarf west african cichlid it's like the common curbensis that you see in a store it's like that but bigger and with a different color pattern and everything but it's the same kind of family of fish the same type group of fish if you will um they're a care species their habitat's endangered in the wild so i'm i'm thrilled anytime i hear that anyone's breeding them and raising them so bob congrats on that i think that that's awesome all right um I think that's enough of me yammering about what's going on at Dan's Fish. I'm going to start getting to your questions and comments. So let me scroll up and see what I've missed. Um, <laughs> Bob, I love that you left that from Mikey on the replay. That's awesome. <laughs> that's fun. Um, so here's how we do it here for those that might be new or not familiar with this is if you have a question or comment for me, please make it at Dan's Fish. So that's the at symbol and then start typing dance fish, no space or anything, just the at symbol and immediately start typing dance fish. And then write your comment or question. What that does is that makes it highlight for me on the, on the chat that I'm looking at. So I know that that's directed at me. There's a lot of folks chatting in the chat about lots of things. And um, I don't wanna waste time basically reading through all the stuff that isn't directed at me. So to make good TV, if you would help me, Make it at Dan's Fish, it'll highlight, then I can get right to it without all the downtime of me having to read pages of chat that aren't actually for me, okay? That's how we roll. If I'm ignoring you, it's not on purpose, it's because uh, it's not highlighting, or every now and then the, the chat jumps and I just accidentally skip someone. But if I'm not responding, if I've passed your question or comment and I haven't responded, then I just didn't see it. So if you would repost it, that would be great. And if you've done that a couple times and I'm still not getting to it, then would you let a mod know and the mods know how to get my attention? So speaking of mods, thanks 54 Punchy. I'm so glad to see you. Everyone, Pam Earlywine is back. She is back, baby. Pam, I'm so glad you're here. I, I'm excited for you. For those that don't know, Pam just a big life change, quit her job and decided to follow her passion, which is art. So she's a professional artist. She's done that in the past. This is 54 Punchy is the username. And um, she's back to it. So Pam, I'm excited for you. I hope it goes well. And I'm thrilled you're doing that. And Lumpy Dog, glad you're here, Jeff. Good to see you. Okay, so the first highlighted comment is Kaylor. Hey, well, hey, glad you're here, Bob, as always. Um, Carbon Real, hello, hello, Carbon. Small Fry, thanks again for that generous super chat. It's very much appreciated. 
Okay, Chewy LTD, 54 Punchy. You being an artist, what would your favorite fish be to paint? Oh, that's a good one since Dance Fish brought up art. Yeah. A betta maybe is the response. I could see that. Bettas have all that finage and color and scaling and yeah, bettas would be awesome. Small fry aquatics at Dance Fish. Fish are on eggs. Awesome. I can't get Corey's wholesale. I'm told all of this will be held until fall. Oh man. So all of this will be held until fall. So I'm assuming that there's some stuff you're not going to be able to get till the fall. Are you talking about some quarries there? I don't quite follow that, Craig, but I'm sorry that the quarries aren't coming in for you. Small Fry Aquatics. My Virgin A are $18 wholesale. Yeah, that's that. That's why I said, like, I, I don't remember the exact price that I would have to pay for them, but... When I saw what they were being listed for at Get Gills, I was like, man, I think that's around what I would pay. Me, maybe even less. Absolutely. Um, I, I would imagine that Pez is either breeding them and so doesn't have the overhead of shipping them in and everything and the wholesaler and stuff, or has a has a hookup with a in just imports directly, maybe, to be able to offer that. But the prices are great. Small fry aquatics, those those are fantastic prices. I can't do that well yeah i can't either so <laughs> so there's some fish i'm just not gonna be listing because or, or getting in i suppose because yeah I'm, I'm not gonna be able to get close to that yeah blew my mind craig when i saw some of those species and the prices they're at killers aquatics the site is really taking off and is very affordable fish so glad i'm increasing tanks to threefold to keep up with the new facility that's right the secret to happiness is 3x whatever tanks you have now. <laughs> Make a t-shirt, 3x, <laughs> get gills. <laughs> cichlid dude, hey cichlid dude, it's good to see you. It's great to watch your baby grow up into a full on ad driven free site that attached adword to every visitor. Well, just kidding, long live get gills, yeah. so. You know, when we were doing the business plan for this and thinking, how's this going to work? We, we, for about 30 seconds, talked about ads on the site um, and then decided in, a, in about 30 seconds that that just wasn't something we were going to do. We, we really want the site to be clean and pleasant to use and not like some other sites where it's just there's banners everywhere and things popping up and distracting you and all that. That gets, uh, personally, I, I don't enjoy that. Now, I do think there's probably a way to list ads on a site so that it's not cluttered and doesn't distract too much and doesn't, it's not like fake. Like you're not sure, is this a listing or is this an ad? Like trying to trick you and all that stuff. I, I hate that stuff. It's like the junk mail you get. It's like in the pink envelope and you're like, man, this looks serious. And you open it up and it's like trying to scam you into paying for a, I don't know, credit check or something. Um, penis enlargement. I don't know, whatever they're doing, all kinds of stuff. So I don't like that kind of stuff. Um, and so we decided not to do, not to junk it up with ads. Now, so far we haven't needed to and it's growing and I think we're going to be fine. Um, we haven't taken ads off completely though, because if it's like, man, this isn't working and it's costing us more to run than, 
then it's bringing in, then that's always an option. But I don't think we'll have to do that. And I'm, I, I, I don't think that's something we're going to do. So I'm, I'm pleased that it's growing the way it is and things are going well. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Those sites where ads are just popping up all over and it's like you, you accidentally click something and it takes you somewhere and it's like, oh man, what kind of Trojan did I just bring into my computer? Lumpy Dog, are auctions on the horizon for getgills.com? Lumpy Dog, I don't think so. Um, I think that there's, I think that the way the software is and the experience is for the user, and, and I'm not ruling this out, like maybe we get to a point where we're like, you know what? We're doing as much as we can with straight sales. Everyone wants auctions and we do that. Like I'm not ruling out completely. But what I think is that based on the database and the code and the user experience and everything, I think you can either build a really good site to sell on, take amazon.com, or a really good auction site like ebay.com. I haven't seen any that do both really well. Like I know you can buy stuff on eBay, but to me, the experience when I go just to buy something and not bid on something is a lot cleaner and better on Amazon than it is on eBay. Um, and as someone who's, who sells, when, when you go to sell on eBay, there's all this extra stuff. If you like don't want an auction, there's all this extra stuff you have to go through and vice versa, right? So I think that for now, Jeff, the, the plan is just to make, so we're trying to do one thing really well. That's the plan. We're trying to do, make it easy to buy and sell fish online um, as opposed to auction fish online. The other thing is that, is that kind of Aquabid, it needs an update, but it's, it's already taking care of the auction side in a sense. And we don't want to necessarily, it's not that we are afraid to compete or anything or, or think that there isn't enough room for, for two auction sites or anything like that. But um, yeah, they've already kind of done that. So our, our raison d'entrée was, um, okay, there's a place to auction fish, but there's really no place that, that I can just list something for sale that isn't then encumbered by extra auction code and process and all that. So, so we're trying to do that one thing super well and keep it simple and razor focused on that. Otherwise I feel like we'll get distracted by other things and, and not do anything well. Cause again, this is just me and Jonathan. It's just two dudes doing this. Um, we don't have a massive team or the resources to do many things well. So that's our plan. Now, am I saying that in the future we couldn't do that or wouldn't consider it? No, but it's not part of the game plan at, at this time. Um, Dolly Vigil, hey, <laughs> welcome back. Long time no see, hello to all the mods. Hello, Dolly, glad you made it. Um, sorry you missed the female thread fins <laughs> after waiting for months. And then I listed them and they, they sold within like, they just sold so fast. So sorry about that. They are one of the fish I tried to get in again this Monday because um, I know you and a lot of other people are looking. In fact, usually when people order, they send me an email. Like half the time people order, send me an email and be like, could I get five males, five females? And I, I always have to respond and be like, I'm sorry, they're all males. So I've actually like 
that's in the description and everything, but not everyone reads the description. So anyway, welcome back, Dolly. Killers Aquatics, want a t-shirt? Oh, gotcha. Killers, link it up the Facebook group for Get Gills and the Teespring if you want a t-shirt. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Um, for those that are looking for a fishy Facebook group, the Get Gills group on Facebook, I'd have to say it's a, it's a pleasant group. It's a nice place to be. There's no drama. Um, and if there ever was, I just delete it immediately. So, so far it's been a great place. Killers Aquatics, Scott, don't forget to say at Dan's fish so he sees it. Oh yes. So Scott put something there. Hang on, Scott. Let me look up and see what I missed. If I can find it. Uh, if you'd relist it, I'll, I'll get to it. It's not highlighting for me, so I'm not seeing it easily. Thanks Bob for, uh, letting, helping Scott with that. Cheshire cat. Welcome. Welcome. I don't know if I'll be selling online, but with over 20 platy fry of varying ages and likely more to come, I'm going to need to do something. Wish I could keep them all, but no room. Oh yeah. I know the feeling. <laughs> it's hard to sell your babies. Fancy tail aquatics. Hey, welcome. Good to hear from you. What if I want to ship say a seven times seven times six that is cheaper than priority medium? Um, let me show you that. So I do that. Here are my shipping methods. I do express and regular priority. Express right now is deactivated because it's summertime and I don't need it. In the winter, I'll probably activate that again. Bam. And then people will be able to uh, have their fish shipped to them express. But you can put in as many methods and as many box sizes as you want. So this one right here, USPS Priority Small, for me, that is a seven times seven times six inch box. That's the one I usually use when I ship a small box. So if you wanna add a method, you go here and you can put in anything you want. I'm gonna, well, let me see if I can make this bigger for you so it's easier to see. Hopefully that helps. So I can call this anything. So I'm gonna call this um, small seven seven, oops, sorry. Box. So, or sorry, it's by six inches, isn't it? There you go. Um, you can ship to any of these places. And by the way, if you're not in the United States, um, you can create a store as long as you're in one of these countries that's listed here. One of the countries that's supported by Stripe. Um, in fact, I think there's a few more that are supported by Stripe than are listed here. I could be wrong about that, but um, you can sell and ship to your country or to wherever you normally ship to. And so Fancy Tail, you can put in whatever you want for your box price. Um, I don't know, maybe it's 10 bucks. For me, it's 15 for that box size. And then you can call this whatever you want. Small priority, let's say. Then you submit that. And now that's been added. So you can do as many methods as customizable as you wish. Now, real quick, I'm going to delete this because it's not a real method for me. Um, I just wanted to show you. <laughs> so let me know if you need more follow up on that. But the idea is that when you set up your shipping methods and by the way, to do that. Hang on, let me let me show you to do that. You go to your store and you click shipping methods, you can add a new method or you can edit your methods. 
that you already have, activate, deactivate, change, delete, all that stuff. And that's how you get there, okay? So hopefully that was helpful, but yes, you can do anything you want, UPS, FedEx, airport to airport, priority, because you literally type into the field what it is, what the size is, what the price is. So you can call it whatever you want and ship as many ways as you deem necessary. Now, one thing about that is I would recommend uh, keeping the number of shipping methods fairly small, like you don't wanna do 50, in the number of groups fairly small, again, you don't wanna do like 50 because if you have a ton, then at checkout, your buyer is gonna see, okay, I'm buying, I don't know, white clouds. And then if there's 50 ways to ship that, they're gonna to have to select from all 50 to choose how they want those shipped. And that could be just too much work. So if you can keep their options to between one and four options per fish, that would probably be a better experience for your buyer and the better experience, the less friction we can create in the buyer's experience, the more likely you are to get a sale. And that's that's always in the back of our mind when we're creating these systems. How do we make it so that the buyer has a, as easy an experience as possible? Because then you as the seller are more likely to successfully uh, have that transaction occur. But good question. And yeah, that seven by seven by six inch box is amazing. I, I really like that size box. Okay, just got to Kaler's reply super chat to Mikey. So I'm at the $151 super chat. Thanks again, Bob. If you're wondering where I'm at in the stream in the of chat, the chat stream, the chat thread, whatever, that's where I'm at. 54 Punchy. Oh, I'm just so glad you're here. <laughs> Pam, it's so great that you can make it. I'm glad your life is freed up a bit. Everyone make sure to put Dan's fish so he sees it. Yep. Hi, Dan's fish, by the way. So glad to be here after a long time not being able to make your streams. I get it, though. You got to work. You got to pay the rent. I get it. But I'm glad you're here. And, and more than that, I'm just glad you're doing what you love. And I wish you all the success. I'm I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to do what I love for a living. I'm sick of, you know, doing stuff that stresses me out. And I'm not, ex well, this can be stressful. Don't get me wrong. But it gets me up in the morning. I'm excited. I really am. That's the kind of life I want. If I have to spend 40 to 80 hours a week at a job, I want it to be something that I enjoy. Hydro Guys Aquatics. Hi, Dance Fish. I watched your fish room tour video and I loved it. Thank you. You said you wanted pool filter sand, but couldn't find it in Sheridan. Ace Hardware can order it for 12 bucks for 50 pounds and it's clean stuff. Thank you for the tip. I'm going to write that tip down because I do have, hang on, got to get a pen. I do have an Ace Hardware. That is good to know. Pool filter sand. <laughs> so for those that don't know, I live in a small town in Wyoming. Every town in Wyoming is small. And <laughs> it's and it's freezing cold here, so there are no swimming pools. So I went around and I could not find it. Um, I looked on like, I think Amazon and eBay and like, the shipping was super expensive. So this is super helpful. And I have a question about pool filter sand. I like how it looks. I like that it doesn't compact in things. Do you guys know, is it, is it smooth enough that I could keep corridors on it and not damage their barbels or get micro abrasions in their mouth or anything? And the quarries could just suck it up and sift it through their gills. Is it, or is it a really like a sharp kind of a sand? 
I like how it looks, but I'm planning in the new warehouse to have a section for quarries and all those tanks are going to have sand in them just because how these quarries behave in this tank with sand versus when I had, so I used to have some of these skunk quarries in this tank and some of them in a bare bottom tank. And these guys were just so much happier in the sand that for me, it made me decide I'm, I'm just going to keep quarries in sand from now on. So pull filter sand is one thing I'm thinking of doing for them, but I need to know if it'll damage them. Uh, if it won't, then I'm going to use it. And if it will, then I'll just do the play sand. That's, that's really fine. And, and they do well with that, but I like the look of that filter sand and I like that it doesn't compact. Cheshire cat. I accidentally killed three big, healthy month old platy babies with my stupidity. Oh, we've all, we've all, our inner idiot has won out for all of us from time to time. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I cried so hard. And one four-month-old platy had dropsy pine coning. Very upsetting also. Oh, I'm sorry, Cheshire. Um, hopefully, I mean, it's hard when that stuff happens. Hopefully, though, it's like, okay, I know what went wrong. So now I can do better in the future. Um, hopefully, at least it was a learning experience. And I don't mean to say that in a way to like degrade <laughs> or make the experience less like important or potent or anything. But just hopefully there's something positive that we can take out of that. But we've all been there. Our, you know, we all have an inner idiot that sometimes we just do stuff. I'm there with you. 44 Mad Guy 1, are you going to stock more species of fish in the warehouse or are you going to do more breeding? So it's, okay, the ultimate dream is, by the way, I've, I've crunched all the numbers for the warehouse and it's looking really good. So I'm uh, basically what I'm where I'm at on that before I answer your question is just for those who want to know where I'm in the development of the new warehouse I'm going to build is I've got the plans out. I've crunched the numbers on paper. Everything looks great. Uh, my gut says this will work. I'm excited about it. So I'm, I'm pulling the trigger and, and going for it, which means I'm crunching numbers and then I'm putting a deck together and I'm going to go out and raise funds. So I'll be doing some fundraising for it. So that's the step we're at. The, the plans look good. The numbers all make sense. I have enough practical experience in the industry. I, you see tons of business plans, right? That are all going to work. But we all know that most businesses fail in the first one to five years. Like I think it's 90% or something like that within five years are gone even though on paper, they probably looked great. So, um, but I'm pretty confident because it's not just paper. I've, I've been doing this since I was 14 years old. So I have the experience and stuff too. I, I kind of have a sense for this industry and how things actually roll off paper. So I put all that into the paper, all that experience, and it looks like it's going to work well. So I'm creating the deck, um, putting together a pitch for investors and then I'll go raise some funds. That's where we're at in that process. Um, and it's not, it's not the kind of business where I'm going to be able to go to like, I don't know, Sequoia or, or some big venture capital firm and be like, Hey, you want to invest? Because what those people are looking for is like, I want to put in a hundred thousand dollars and then I want to get a unicorn and 5,000 X my money within three years, like Uber, Airbnb or something. It's not that kind of thing. So I'm going to have to find someone. This is going to be tricky 
I'm, I'm working on the best way to do this. I'm going to have to find someone that's willing to be in for the long haul. And there is going to be, I believe from my experience and crunching numbers, a, a, a significant return once it's at scale, basically. Um, but it's not going to be the type of thing where it's like I put a thousand bucks into Uber and now I'm a millionaire. Instead, it's going to be like every month, a significant payment to that investor. So that's tricky. Um, I know better how to do a pitch that's like, come on in, give me a couple hundred thousand bucks or whatever it is. And this has the potential of being a billion dollar company. That pitch is something that's tried and true and, uh, and you can figure out pretty easily. I, I'm more familiar with that type in, of investor. So I'm going to have to tweak things and find things. But anyway, the dream is to have the warehouse going, selling stuff out of it, but to also create a basically a breeding studio. So the dream is to have that going. And then I don't know if it'll be here in my basement or somewhere else, but create a, a studio where I can set up aquariums for breeding and basically video that process. Um, and that's something that I'm always trying to do here and doing a little bit. That's, that's what I'd like to happen here. But until I grow to a certain point, I just am too busy. Like I'm not big enough now to hire full-time help. And so I'm doing pretty much everything. I mean, I mean I'm, I've got Pistol Abbott helping pack fish and I've got my wife and kids helping, you know, occasionally for just to pitch in and stuff like that. But um, until it grows a little bit and I'm freed up time-wise a little bit, that won't happen. But that's the ultimate goal. Get to the point where I can breed a lot of fish and do videos on them in a studio that where the videos look really good and things look, I don't know, like National Geographic channel. I mean, that's the dream. So that's where I'm trying to get with it. Now that's a long-term thing. I'm not, this isn't, this is phase one of something that's much more, much bigger and much more long-term. So, but that's ultimately where I'm trying to get with it. All right. Um, so at first, 44 Mad Guy one. At first, I'm probably going to have to just grow the business itself and then get it to the point where it's more or less going. And then I can step back a little bit and, and focus on the breeding videos. Okay. So it's going to take a little while. Cichlid dude, your get gills is great. I really was just kidding. Oh, I know it. I really appreciate what y'all have made. Oh, I know. When you start to talking about all the ads and everything, I, I was like, yeah, I get it. We don't have ads on the site. Kilsia Luchka, get gills was so clean. I thought it was fake. <laughs> oh, we made it too clean. That's funny. Get gills was so clean. I thought it was fake until I realized it was owned by Dan's fish. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell that to Jonathan. He'll get a kick out of that. <laughs> Thanks, Kilsia. That's, that's a great compliment. <laughs> mm. Dolly Vigil looking for a small fish that I can keep in a four gallon tank. It's not a betta 
Is there anything out there? Chili rasboras, don't know what else. Um, so what I would look for, chili rasboras might be okay. But what I would suggest is not just size, yes, something small, but also behavior. So I, I can't imagine that's a very large tank, right? It's four gallons, but I can't imagine it's only like two inches wide and really long. Um, so you wouldn't want to keep a fish that isn't a real active swimmer. So the first thing that pops into my mind for a four gallon tank is something like a sparkling gourami or a croaking gourami. Something that doesn't get really big is peaceful and not a super active swimmer. Now, Bararis brigitte or any of the uh, Bararis species might be okay in aquarium that size. They're swimmers, but they aren't like fast, super active swimmers. But here's, here's the, the thing that might limit that is they do really well in groups. And, and the larger the group, the better. And in a four gallon aquarium, you might not be able to get a big enough group in there to make them really shine and feel comfortable. Whereas sparkling gouramis, you can have just one in the tank and it'll be fine. Croaking gouramis, same kind of thing. So I would try to think of... Um, Spike tail gouramis would be awesome. A spike tail gourami in there would look great. So that's that's the family of fish I'm gearing to just because they can be in a smaller tank. They're small. They don't need big groups. And um, they're not super active swimmers. So something like that. Maybe it's not a gourami, but something that's in that kind of same vein behavior-wise and size-wise is what I would think of for a small tank like that. Chewy LTD, also one of my favorite artists, is the artist for this year's convention. So Sam Skull's art will be available. Cool. Awesome. I don't know Sam Skull's, but hang on. Let me see if I can bring him up. Is this fish art? If it's for a convention, then I would imagine it is. Oh, yeah. Check this out. Woo. That's cool. I, I was unaware of this. So he does art for the ACA, does he? Look at these. Oh, here's his stuff. Whew. Yeah, I can see why you like them. Those are cool. Those are cool. All right. Well, thanks for bringing that to my attention. I'm into art and I'm into fish, so it's cool to see that. Um, 46 watching. Oh, man. If you haven't liked or shared or any of that, then uh, now's the time. <laughs> Feel free. We were up at like 55. Now we're down to 46. So we could use a share if you guys wouldn't mind. All right. Bob, thanks for linking the uh, Teespring link for anyone that wants a shirt. Okay, found it. Chat jumped on me for a second. Small Fry Aquatics, asking respectfully, cool, Santa Maria Endlers are pricey regardless of seller, thinking supply and demand, yes. Endlers are pro prolific beyond words, yes. What keeps Santa Maria price so high? Um, well, I covered this, I think, last week or the week before, but I don't think the price of Santa Maria is, is going to be high long term. They're high now just because there aren't very many available. 
but as they're dispersed and uh, people start breeding them and then they disperse them and more people start breeding them and they disperse them and more people start breeding them, then the price will gradually drop. However, unless a large commercial operation picks them up and starts churning them out, their price won't drop to that of some of your really common strains of guppy. As long as just hobbyists doing it, I don't think we'll ever create the massive numbers required to make the demand side drop to that point. So will it drop? Yes. Will it drop to the point of, I don't know, a super common guppy strain? Probably not, unless a commercial farm takes them on and starts churning them out. The reason they're expensive right now is just there aren't that many produced. And um, there's not any farm that I know of that's churning them out. The moment that happens, yeah, the price drops. So it's not a long-term in, investment. It's not like uh, something where it's, I'm going to get this because the price is going to continue to go high or the price is going to um, st stay where it is at the moment. However, that being said, I am kind of uh, curating the release of my stock at least somewhat. So I think this first round, I, I let go six to eight pairs. So I'm thinking of, I put six here, I put a couple here. I mean, 10 pairs max. And I'm not going to list another group for another few months because I want the people that bought them to have a chance to breed them and get a decent price for them. And then the people that bought from them to get them, breed them and get a decent price. So maybe the folks that got them have to sell a few more in a few months. Maybe they're a little more available. They Maybe instead of 85 bucks, we're now getting, I don't know, 65 or something like that. I'm just guessing. Well, that's fine. And then they disperse them. And then maybe the price after a few months or a year or something drops to, I don't know, 45 bucks a pair. You know, as long as it's not like, I'm releasing hundreds or thousands of them and then everyone spends 85 bucks, but hundreds and thousands or thousands of people got them. And now a year from now, there's tons available and no one can sell them for more than, you know, I don't know, five bucks each or something. Then I feel like we're doing fine. So it's a sub supply demand thing. And as long as the farms don't get a hold of them, they're going to be a little more expensive. But the more people working with them, the more the price will drop. It's, it's that simple, really. Hydro Guy Aquatics. How did you go to Chris's fish room and not snatch up any of his rare shell dwellers? Yep. What was your favorite fish in his collection? The Cato Punctatus. Um, I really like that shell dweller. For those that don't know what that is, Lamprologus. Cato Punctatus is this fish. And Chris had some awesome ones. They looked pretty much like this, but with orange instead of yellow, I would say. Um, so uh, maybe kind of like that, but without the striping. They were in a bag, though. Like they were stressed out in a bag. Yeah, so I really like them. I like those fish a lot. I like this Tretz as well, but I think the Cotopunctatus was my favorite just because of how clean they are and how beautiful they were. Um, but I didn't get any because A, I didn't have any room for them. And B, I have really soft water here. And those are Tanganyika and those are going to want the pH 8.5, 9, 
<laughs> I know pH doesn't isn't the end all be all, but they're gonna want really hard water. Um, and I have soft water, and they're gonna want you know higher pH than than I can provide with my soft water. So again, I'm I'm more concerned about hardness than pH, but that's why that's why I didn't get any. Kevin's Aquatics, I added UPS today. Good. I know you've had trouble with USPS and I'm sorry about that. Like, like, was it like three shipments that were, it took nine days or something like that. And it wasn't just one thing. It was like three. I can't remember exactly, Bob, but I'm glad you're switching. I added UPS today and am attempting to delete USPS. I saw the point you made about uh, not having the things you wanted deleted attached to a project. So I tried to remedy that unsuccessfully. Okay. Let me, let me walk you through that, Bob. Let me show you. So if you go to your shipping methods, let's say that um, you want to delete USPS priority small or deactivate it, but your fish are attached to that method. Let's say that's the case. Then what you'd want to do is add a new method UPS. I don't know what your box price is. I can call it a hundred bucks. I know it's not that, but I'm just doing that as a round even number and box size. Let's call that medium. Submit. Okay. Now I've got this UPS medium box size. Okay. So you've set up your new method. Now, if you go to your groups, click on my store, go to your product groups. Um, Pick the group that you're trying to change that for. Add USPS medium or UPS, sorry, UPS medium. Now that's added. So now there's another way for that group to ship besides um, the one you didn't want to use. Let's pretend those aren't there. And you just have these two, right? Now you could delete that one. I'm going to put those back just because that's how it actually is on my store. Go back to your store, edit your shipping methods. Now you should totally be able to deactivate that or to delete it. I'm not going to delete mine because um, <laughs> I'm actually using it. In fact, I'm going to delete this one right now because it's just an example. But basically, Bob, if you create your new shipping method, then the next step is go to your products, attach the shipping method you want to replace that group with to that group, click that one. And then when you go back, since there's more than one way to ship that group, when you go back, it will allow you to delete the one you want to delete. Okay. So you, you have to create the shipping method and also add the alternative method to the group you're trying to alter the shipping for before the system will let you do it. Otherwise, um, otherwise your items won't have any shipping method attached to them. Bob, hopefully that helped. If it didn't help, um, let me know. And I'm happy to get on a video chat. You can share your screen with me through like Google Hangouts or Facebook Hangout. We can share screens and then I can walk you through it while we're looking at the screen. That's a really easy way to explain it and help someone out. So I'm happy to do that if my explanation I just did is not sufficient. Or we can email back and forth, how, however you want. I'm, I'm happy to do phone calls and things. Basically, folks, uh, I'll do 
whatever it takes to help you be successful on Get Gills. If if you're trying to set up a store on Get Gills and don't know how and all that, I'll call you. I'll do a video hangout with you. I'll email back and forth with you. Whatever works best for you. In general, though, I have found that if we can do like a Google Hangout or a Facebook Hangout and I can actually share a screen with you, it's that tends to be the most efficient way because we're both looking at the same thing and can actually click the thing and make it work right there. Okay. TM Aquatics Pool Filter Sand is Cory Doors approved. Thanks, TM. I, I appreciate that info. Corys are fine on pool filter sand, says Lumpy Dog. Great. I think I'll do it then. I think I'll do it. All right. Hydro Guy Aquatics. I keep Corys on pool filter sand and it's great. Awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. Michael Wilson, I use pull filter sand and it is not sharp. My Cory Con Color, whew, talking too fast. I'm gonna slow down. Hang on. Got my slow down juice. My Cory Con Color spew it out through the gills consistently and their barbels are perfect. Okay, this is awesome. This is why I love this community. <laughs> this is what I wanted to know. Chewy concurs. Great. Sean, O-O-T-D. Yeah, you can keep... Yeah, you can. I keep mainly shell dwellers and only use pull filter sand. My fry are in it all the time. Awesome. Sounds like I'm going to do that then. <laughs> this is funny. This isn't highlighted, but Hydra Guy Aquatic says, the funniest thing is I just got a group of Cotopunctatus and I learned how to sex them from Dan. I have one male and three females. That's funny. So that, that Shelly video fish room tour helped you. I'm glad I could teach you how to sex them because I don't know anything about Shelly's, but I'm glad that that video helped. That's awesome. And they're pretty fish. Small Fry Aquatics. I'm told pull filter sand is round and safe. I use it sparingly. Play sand is flat and sharp particles. Again, I've not microscoped, but the videos and research means to pool filter sand. All right, cool. I thought Bob and Mikey were Dan's main investors. <laughs> yeah, well, they help out. I mean, Bob and Mikey, I, I appreciate the super chats. It's amazing to me though, like also the, the sales, like I sent out a, a box last week that I don't know. It was over 400 bucks, one order. And I just sell it in a big, like send it in like a big seagrest farm box. Um, it's a big order. So every now and then something comes through and it's just like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the like $15 orders and stuff too. It's all, it all helps. But yeah, for Super Chats, Bob and Mikey, customers, I've got some big customers that order regularly. So, oh, by the way, for those that are into business, um, I, I crunched some metrics and I'm really happy to say that about 30% of my orders are repeat customers. So what that means, I hope, is that most people that buy on Get Gills and buy from me um, have a good experience. And if 30% of my orders are repeat orders, that means we're doing something right. So that was really nice to get that number. That being said, I did screw up this week. I mean, everything ended fine, but I shipped a box somewhere. They wanted it held for pickup at the post office. Um, I totally blanked on that and didn't write it on the box. And so there's a little, 
scurry at the end there. I ended up calling their post office and having it held and all that. And it all worked out. They got there. They got them. It all worked out. But man, I, I do my best and generally things go well. And generally when there's mistakes, it's not on me. But this week, that was. That was totally on me. So I, I gave him a little refund to say sorry. But every now and then, 30% of reordering. Every now and then I screw up, though, and I'm like, oh, I bet I just chased that customer off, like, despite my best efforts. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's growing well. And so right now my customers are my main investors. And yeah, anyone that super chats, that's helpful, too. Never required, and I'm not begging for them. But it all helps. 44 Mag Guy 1, 64 watching. Hey, welcome. Does that mean Corey's done? I'll know pretty soon here. Or maybe everyone shared and we got a big spike. Thanks everyone for being here. 44 Mad Guy 1. Cool. Hope it goes well. It's going well right now. We'll just hope it continues. Um, I get to the end of every month and I'm like, hey, Brenda, my wife. I call my wife and I'm like, hey, we made it. We got one more month. <laughs> I can't wait to grow to the point, though, where it's not that kind of month to month, like uh, on the edge kind of thing. It's tenuous right now, let's say that. But the expansion, that is going to end the uh, tenuousness. Um, I've just got to get the funds together to make that happen. And I think uh, things will be pretty stable from that point on for everyone involved in that venture. Killers Aquatics, is there someone that can help with fish picks and our vids, a student project or such? So, yes. Um, and that's on my business plan. That's my first hire. So as soon as I have the warehouse built and stocked and everything, my first hire is going to be some is going to be I'm getting a Jimmy. I'm going to be looking for a Jimmy, basically. And I've thought about doing like the student route or a part time thing and all that. But I really think it, I've run through the scenarios and things, and I really think it's going to be more beneficial to bite the bullet and hire someone to do that full time because they'll be there, they'll be invested, um, they'll know what's going on in the company um, because they're there all the time, as opposed to someone that just pops in occasionally and I have to catch up on what's going on and here's what we need. And, you know, they'll know the story day to day that way. So, that's my first hire. I'm going to, uh, there's other hires I need to make as well, but my first full-time hire will be a Jimmy. As it stands right now, I mean, I, I'm always going to be flexible, but that's the plan. Cheshire Cat, my grandma said that also, that also about the fry loss being a learning experience. I'm hoping my dropsy platy will pull through. Well, I'm off to class for three hours. We'll catch the replay later. Yeah, Cheshire Cat, I, I mean, it's small comfort, but hopefully it's just it's just one of those things in this hobby. There's times when we do things wrong, and that's how we learn they're wrong or don't work how we thought and all that. And it, it sucks when things go south, but then we don't do it again, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, onward. And I hope you have a good day in class. Trying to say this right the first time. Ikerian Fish Nerd. That's what I'm going with. Ikerian Fish Nerd. <laughs> Is Ivan Akara Adokita so rare? 
Can I put Java Fern Anubius or Val in my Mabuna tank? Well, let me look at that one. I'm not so up on the Malawi cichlids. Let's look at it. Um, I know a thing or two about them. Oh, but this one I don't know about. Oh, so this is not, okay, when you said Mabuna, that made me think that this must have been like a Malawi. But you're saying that you want to keep it with Mabuna? Is that right? So um, I'm, I'm sorry to say that I don't know anything about this fish specifically, but if it's one of your typical Akara type species, then... <clears throat> then you could probably do Java Fern and Anubius um, with them because those are rhizomes that you can attach to large rocks and wood and things. So even if there's a little digging, they probably won't be uh, dug up. Can you put them in with your Mabuna? Maybe, maybe. Those Mabuna though, in my experience, will eat through pretty much any vegetable matter that's there. So could it work? Perhaps. But I would do some testing. Um, I've seen Mabuna eat all those plants. But then I know that there are some aquariums I've seen that have Mabuna in them that have like some valve growing and things like that. So I think it's a toss up and I don't have direct experience with it. Um, not a lot anyway, but I have seen Mabuna eat pretty much every plant, but some people pull it off. And as far as your question about that, um, Ivan Akara species being so rare? I don't know. I don't know anything about that fish. I wish I could help you more, but that's the honest answer. Tech Turtle, I'm back. Welcome back. I'm back. Tech Turtle, any luck on puffers yet? Nope. I looked. They're not there. Like I, There's a, a supplier that I get a list a couple times a week from them because they get stuff in all the time. Still nothing. I'm sorry. The moment they're available, I'll be ordering like 50 of them. Dolly Vigil. Hey, the video on Get Gills about the croaking gourami does not work just in case. Thanks for letting me know. I will fix that. As soon as the stream's over. Thanks, I did not know that. 2-E-L-T-D, shell dwellers, another beautiful cichlid species that you can keep plants with. But hard water affects the choices on plant species. Yep, you can always go with Val. Tanganyikan Val. <laughs> it was so cool when I saw that in Chris uh, Carpenter's tanks that he has uh, sand, sh snail shells, and Val from Lake Tanganyika in his tanks. I just think that's so cool. I've never seen that before. Be, be far. I've never seen that to be far, Lottie. I've never seen that before. <laughs> My inner Irish just sprang out. Edgar Steffenfinger. I saw your barbed fish room tour and I loved it. I'm glad. Uh, that's all Mike. That's all Mike. Mike's work. I want to do a 75 gallon barb tank. Which barbs would you recommend? So there's a couple ways to uh, go about that. I would suggest uh, a large number of a single species or a large number of two or three species, just because that's my personal preference. 
some people are like, hey, there's 100 species. I'm going to take two of these and two of these and two of these and two of these. And that's fine if that's your preference. But what floats my boat, since you're asking my opinion, is a lot of one species. What I found when I do that is I have less aggression. Um, and I know there's a lot of barbed species that aren't very aggressive. But um, in general, when I keep fishing groups in general, less aggression, better behavior and more confident fish just because they cue off each other, even if they're not like a schooling fish, um, they'll often cue off of each other, especially like barbs and things. So in a 75, I would probably do a large number of smaller fish. So right now I'm really enjoying, I have a 75 gallon and it has a whole bunch of black ruby barbs in it. And it also has a whole bunch of Odessa barbs in it. The Odessas tend to stay up at the top and the black rubies tend to stay towards the bottom. So it's this kind of cool tank where I've got a whole bunch of barbs in it, but there's just two species and they're kind of taking different levels of the tank. And you get that brilliant red um, on both species, but in different patterns and different configurations. So I'm really enjoying that right now. Um, but there's also like a, a lot of like the hexazona and the pentazona, those are great little peaceful species. I like drape fin barbs a ton. They're the most peaceful barb I think I've ever run into. Um, yeah, I would say small and peaceful. That's my preference. Now you could say, no, I want to get like a dozen clown barbs. Clown barbs get five, six inches. They're brilliant. A group of a dozen would, or 12 to 15 would look awesome in there. Um, unfortunately I just, I'm out. <laughs> I used to have a bunch for sale. I'm out right now. Um, but if you could find them, that would be another way to go too. But those are my thoughts, Edgar. It's hard to, everyone's got different preferences though. So it's hard to know what you would want to do, but that's what I would want to do. EM Corey just finished. Ah, oh, that explains why we have 66 watching. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate it. Hydro guy aquatics. What would you say is the Cadillac of the Corey cats? I really want a nice high-end quarry. Well, those Weitzman eye that are here right now, I would call it Cadillac. Um, these guys, these are gorgeous. And this price, I've never seen them for that cheap, honestly. That's, Pez Aquatics is, that's, a, that's an amazing deal. Um, so Weitzman eye are one. I like Equus a lot too. I don't know if there's any Equus available here. Fowler eyes here. These are another one you don't see very often. That's a, that's a pretty cool fish. Um, oh, I'm not showing this, am I? Ha! Sorry, here's the Fowler eye. The first one that popped in my mind, though, was the Weitzman eye. That's a, that's a beautiful, beautiful quarry. Um, and a, again, this price, $16.95, that's, that's a steal. So that's, that's my first reaction as far as like a Cadillac. I think of like a classy, kind of more expensive uh, type of, of quarry. So I don't know. That's what jumps in my mind. Bearded Bob's Fish Room. Seems like I ask every live stream. So how are the Santa Maria Endlers? They're awesome. Yes, I've watched all the videos. Still got to ask since they're amazing. They're doing great. They're doing great. Um, yeah, I don't have any complaints. Honestly, the strain's fixed. Um, there's occasionally something that they throw that isn't exactly right as a Santa Maria, and I call that out. But 
in a massive spawn, if you have one or two that are slightly off, that's that's to be expected. Like the, that spawn that has a couple gold in there, uh, that was weird. But there's just two out of a whole bunch of them. And they're good. They're solid. For me, they've been really hardy. Um, I did have... I did have, I shipped some and I, I had a loss, which was weird. So I don't know if, but I've shipped, of all the ones I've shipped, I've only had, I think, one loss, one arrived DOA, and then one that passed away a few days after it arrived. And I really think that was an anomaly. Um, for me, they've been pretty rock solid. So I don't know what happened in, if I screwed something up in that accidentally or, or what happened in that shipment. Um, but for me, they've been rock solid, and I'm really enjoying uh, adding, improving the strain. It's good now, like it's a Santa Maria, but I'm enjoying breeding in the red upper and lower sword quite a bit. So that's the next step. But they're doing awesome. Thanks for asking. Cichlids23, how many red arc pencil fish and how many Epistoborelii, I, <laughs> Borelii is how I know that fish, would you recommend for a 29-gallon? Um it's going to depend. Okay. I'm trying to remember if Borelii is, which I'm probably saying wrong, but that's how, how I've always said it, um, is a harem spawner or not. I think they are, uh, real quick, in order to answer this question, I have to, I have to find this out. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, I believe those are a harem spawner. I had to refresh my memory. Um, in which case, it depends. In a 29-gallon for a harem spawner, if you have, like, a visual barrier in the middle that kind of comes up in the, in the middle of the tank and keeps this side from seeing this side, then what I would do is two males with a barrier with a bunch of hiding spots in a group of females. So if you did that, I think you could get, and it's well planted and stuff, and there's those barriers and lots of places for everybody to hide, and the tank's well seasoned, and you know how to keep fish, and you're not going to have an ammonia spike and all that. I don't know. I'd say a dozen. That would be that would be my thought. Couple males and like eight to ten females. I think that would be awesome. Um, in in my experience. Borelli, I have been fairly hardy and not all that aggressive has been my experience with them. So that's my thought. If anyone in here has a, a different thought, I'd love to hear it. Um, if you're like, oh, that's crazy. Here's what happened when I tried that. Let's let Cichlids 23 know. And because uh, every tank's different and the dynamics are really different. But that's that's what I would do. Kaler's Aquatics. A Jimmy would be great, but I meant now on the current stock. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. If I, if I find, I mean, that's kind of been in the back of my mind. Uh, I haven't actively looked though, Bob, but if I found the right person, yeah, absolutely. I would do that. It would be such a big help. If you notice, there's like some items in my Get Gills store that um, I don't have pictures on just because some fish are a little hard to photograph and it takes a, it takes a lot of time guys to get a decent photograph of a fish, um, that, that I can actually list as a thumbnail. I'm not a great photographer and it takes me 
a long time. I have to snap like hundreds of pictures and maybe one or two will be decent. It's like a real thing. So it would be nice to have that person. It's a good thought, Bob. It's been in the back of my mind. I haven't put any active work into it, but I should. Chewy LTD. It's not a Malawian fish. Yeah, I realized. It is It is peaceful. Cool. So here's the answer to that question. It's peaceful with plants, but I would not put that fish with, with Mabuna. Oh yeah, I don't think he, I don't think that was the question. And Valisneri can be grown in a Malawi tank with a Lanakara species. So it's peaceful, but do not do it. I think you're saying don't put the uh, the South American species with the Malawi species. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I don't think that I don't think that was the question. I think there were two separate questions. Um, that being said, everything can be done. You know, if you set it up perfectly and all that, like I've seen some weird setups that work, but by and large, yeah. Mixing Mabuna with a, uh, a Lanakara type species is not something I would generally think of as being a successful tank. <laughs> Chattanooga egg, man, Chattanooga Ed, sorry. You could come visit Bob all by dinner. Yep. Yep. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I actually wish I could take a trip out to Bob's place right now to help with the tornado cleanup. Um, I wish I could. Ikerian Fish Nerd, thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Thanks everyone that chimed in. I'm in. Oh, Bob's in to dinner. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. I'll just hop in and drive for two days. I'll be right there. <laughs> I wish I could, guys. Hydro Guy Aquatics, can you get Lamprichthys tanganicanus? I've had them several times. You're the killifish guy, so work your magic. I want some and I'm tired of waiting to get some from my friend. So I've had them several times. I love that fish. They're amazing. But I've always got them from other hobbyists. Um, that's one of the perks of being a member of the American Killifish Association. Uh, the AKA, it's only like 30 bucks a year and there's lots of AKA members that keep that fish. So I don't know of a supply where I can just like call up the wholesaler and be like, Hey, send me a group. They're not often available at wholesalers. Every now and then the wet spot will get some in and very rarely you'll see other wholesalers also list them. But in general, I've always got them from other hobbyists and usually as eggs. So they're a little tricky, but I would suggest um, putting a shout out a shout out to a, a Facebook group for killies, maybe, um, or joining the American Killifish Association and uh, finding out through them who's got some available. But often you're going to have to get eggs and raise them up. Um, the wet spot will occasionally sell adults, but a, if I had a choice, I'd rather get eggs than adults. Adults can be uh, tricky to ship and to acclimate to new water sources. They're an amazing fish, long tank, um, at least four feet, more would be better. Like six foot tank would be even better. They are super fast swimmers. Think a rainbow fish mixed with a Danio, like big kind of rainbow fish body and Danio speed. Um, well, they're not that deep bodied, but anyway, I think of them as kind of that really fast, active fish. Um, 
I would paint the sides and the back of the tank probably black because they will spook and they'll rush right into glass and sometimes knock themselves out. So that black paint will help with that, prevent that. Um, they're a crevice spawner. So you take a yarn mop and you kind of braid it like, like I would braid my daughter's hair. Put a rubber band every couple inches to keep it kind of tight together. And they'll inject their eggs in kind of the crevices in the braided yarn. And then you can collect them out under the rubber band and like rinse that that yarn mop out in a container of water and get all the eggs or pick the eggs out. Really hardy eggs. The fry are large and easy to raise, um, but it's just a patience game. But yeah, they're amazing. And I'm pretty Tanganyikanus. For those that don't, yeah, I assume everyone here knows that fish. But if you don't, <clears throat> this is. The Tanganyikan lampi, beautiful fish, gets like, I don't know, six inches, maybe five, six inches, somewhere in that range. Like this beautiful blue dots all over with this beautiful yellow active big fish. Just awesome. Awesome. I hope you can find some, but I'm not going to be able to supply you with them. I'm sorry. They're just not that available. Um, Aquarium Maniac, have you ever read the book Exotic Aquarium Fishes by William T. Ennis? Have I ever? Yes, I grew up on that book. That book, um, Axelrod's like breeding aquarium fish, like I think it's a five book series. Um, Axelrod's Atlas, Atlases, he does a ton. Um, Banches, Atlases, oh yeah. Like so, my godfather for fish is Jim Forche, who owns the aquatic bookshop. So as a teenager, I grew up in and I, every chance I got, I was over at Jim's fish room and he had a bookstore on his property. And I would literally be able to go in there and read any book I wanted anytime. So I, I grew up smothered in fish books, really cool stuff. Um, yeah, that Innis book is a classic. Reels Tanks. Hey, Reel, glad you're here. By the way, Reel has bred some amazing angelfish. If you've been following this channel, You've kind of in the chat kept up with that. Um, Fry NATO, he had so many. We dubbed it Fry NATO because there was a massive amount of angelfish fry. And now they're available for sale at getgills.com. So if you want to uh, buy some of real stuff, they're available. <clears throat> Dolly Vigil, $4.99. Thanks, Dolly. I appreciate the super chat. Never required, always appreciated, and makes the wife super happy. This is for. All those who have never seen anything, who have never seen anything be far, <laughs> have to go now. Thanks for all the info. <laughs> be far. Well, thank you, laddie. <laughs> Ginger Graves, got my fishies today. Awesome. They're in their tank and doing well. The dwarf neon rainbows have colored up. Those chocolate garamis are beautiful. Ginger, thanks for ordering again. And uh, I agree. I love those chocolate garamis. I hope everything does well long-term and yeah, that was a cool order. I, I liked your mix. I think that that's going to be some cool stuff to watch. Thanks again. I appreciate you returning as a customer. Joy's Aquatics. Hey, good evening, fish fam. Well, hey, right back at you. Willkommen. Chewy LTD. Since you brought up AKA American Killifish Association, are you familiar with the artist? Yes, Ken. Yes, I know Ken. Uh, so Ken does 
a lot of artwork on Killifish, and it's amazing. And if anyone wants to check his stuff out, just Google him. Uh, it's pretty cool. They also give away these awesome like sculptures as prizes at the AKA conventions. It's beautiful stuff. Terrence Blanton. Dang, I'm late again. Terrence tardiness is not tolerated. Off to the principal's office. Come on, go. No, I'm joking. Welcome, Terrence. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Terrence is never late. He arrives precisely when he means to. Or she. True LTD, the Lake Tanganyika and Killifish is very hard to ship. Yeah. The ship best is eggs or as uh, juveniles. That being said, people tell me that it's impossible or really hard to ship adult rainbow fish and that I shouldn't do it. I've been doing it for years and I don't have losses. Like they're as hardy for me as any other fish. I'm sure there's a way to ship the uh, lamprichthys successfully. Um, it just probably takes some super extra care, but that's been my, what I've heard too, Chewy LTD. So I tend to ship eggs and juveniles. I mean, there's probably a way to do it, but I, I haven't discovered it yet. Bob, uh, Bearded Bob's fish room. What do you feed in the fish room? Don't think I've seen that. So to me, variety is the key. And I know some people only feed one or two types of food. L.R. Bretz is famous for his tetracolor granules and it works for him. But I've always uh, hedged my bets, if you will, nutrition-wise, with variety. So I feed cobalt flakes. I feed P.E. Mysis uh, shrimp pellets. The P.E. Mysis, because I love the nutrition. I love the, the way they act in the water. They don't cloud the water and all that. The fish love them. And I love that they're eradicating, or not eradicating, controlling an invasive species. So P.E. Mysis is made from freshwater mysis shrimp that have become invasive in a lake where they're not native. They don't belong in this lake. And so what this company does is catches all these invasive mysis shrimp out of this pure up in Canada, like super clean lake and sells them, turns them into food. You can buy them frozen or in pellets. And I think they might have a flake too. So I like everything about that company. The price, they're a little pricey, but to me, it's worth it. The cobalt I feed because it has a decent nutrition profile and is not super expensive. And then lots of frozen foods, brine shrimp and bloodworms, and lots of live foods, fruit flies, uh, baby brine shrimp, um, sometimes some like microworms and stuff like that. So um, I also feed a little bit of HBH flake because I bought a bag to try. I don't really like it. Once I feed that out, I'll be done. And some HBH pellets. I tried those because they're a smaller pellet. Don't really like them. When I'm done with those, I won't I won't restock those. But and I feed a lot of rapashi. Now, a secret with rapashi is when I'm mixing it, I'll often often put fulvic acid in it. Um, which in my opinion really helps the fish out a lot. So that's kind of my thing. I just rotate through those foods and feed a variety. And by the way, I'm not married. I like P.E. Mysis a lot, but besides that, I'm not really married to any of the other brands or anything. I basically, like flake food to me is a way to get vitamins into the fish. Uh, frozen and live in the P.E. Mysis are kind of like what I think of as the bulk of the diet. And I think of flakes is like this, just a little garnish. Um, I feed them because they're coated with vitamins and minerals. 
that might be missing in some of the other foods I feed. So that's the reason I feed flakes. Also fish with small mouths. There's some fish that tend to start eating that before pellets and other things. So depending on the fish I'm feeding, I use different foods to kind of get them to start eating and then branch out from there. So um, that's the short answer, Bearded Bob. <clears throat> Rick May, any chance that Get Gills will show seller's location? I've never thought of that, Rick. I will put some thought into that. That might be something we would want to do. Um, I mean, we wouldn't want to like pinpoint it too much. Like we wouldn't want a Google map that says, here's their house. Because most of the sellers on Get Gills, a lot of them anyway, are just, you know, hobbyists that have fish in their home and sell some extra. And we wouldn't want to say, hey, here's where Lumpy Dog lives. Everyone go, you know, we wouldn't want that. But there might be a way to show like the state or something like that at this time. If the seller doesn't list it on their store profile, if they don't like type it out and let you know, then it's not listed. Or maybe zip code would be good. Like here's the zip code. Um, the good thing about the site though, is that if you're, say you say the seller lives in the United States and is selling to the United States, it's, there's no like scaled shipping. If I'm, I'm in Wyoming, if I ship to Utah, which is one state away, the costs are fixed. So it, it's, it's basically just fixed cost shipping. So I charge someone in Florida and Maine and New York, the same as I do someone in Montana, Idaho, Utah, which are super close to me. So knowing the location isn't necessarily going to like help you pick who has, what's the best deal shipping wise or anything like that. But it might be helpful because maybe Maybe it'd be good to know, hey, they're right next door, so the fish will get here quicker or something like that. So it's a good thought. I hadn't thought of that, Rick. Thank you for, thank you for putting that in my brain. <clears throat> Chewy LTD. That is good to know. All Ken McKenna's, and I, I can never say his last name, <laughs> Sam Schultz and the artist Paul Archer of Archer Airbrushing all know each other. Paul did the mural at the Vancouver Public Aquarium. Yeah. And we have to add to that group, Pam Earlywine, who also does amazing stuff, and Patricia. Patricia does some cool stuff, too. Full Moon Aquatics, Fulvic Acid Drops. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to help the fish expand their consciousness. <laughs> Ginger Graves, I completely forgot to mention the gorgeous Kerbenzis. Yeah, aren't they something? I mean, I, I really like them. So there's several kinds of curbenzis, folks. Um, even among the pulture, uh, which is the curbenzis you often see in a pet store, but there's lots of locations and color varieties of that species that you don't usually see. And so I was able to get some of the yellow variety in and, and get those to ginger. And I'm, I'm glad I'm glad ginger that you like them. I like them too. Uh, different color scheme and. I think they're stunning. I love the vibrant orange on the top of the male's caudal fin. I think that's awesome. Bearded Bob's Fish Room. Very good answer, Dan. I 
think right now I feed about 17 different foods. Yeah, including live and frozen. I agree with the variety. I never feed the same thing two days in a row. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Um, unless it's a new fish and like they're they're shy or maybe they're not used to aquarium foods and I'm trying to get them to start eating. Um, but once they do, then I add the variety. But the only time I typically feed just one kind of food is when I'm trying to entice a fish to start eating. Carbon Reel, good night. Good night, Carbon Reel. Chewy LTD, yes, cichlids do not have collection points like killifish um, do. The biologists were brilliant about wild race populations of species. Yeah, I like. I think the killifish hobby did it right when it comes to location and stuff. Um, Plecos did a pretty good job with L numbers too. Gadeids, same kind of thing, but yeah, most fish groups don't have collection specific uh, data. Well, some of the some of the riff lake cichlids do too, but in general, it's kind of hard to find. All right, folks, it is not. It's eight forty one. We've been going for an hour and forty one minutes. My mods have been working hard. It's probably about time to give them a break and let them get back to their lives. So, if you have a question or comment that you just really want to get responded to right now, go ahead and list it. We'll take a few minutes, run through the last of them. And then we'll call it a night. So uh, that's what we're going to do. Edward Rodriguez, all fish are doing very well. Are off to the med trio and are off the med trio and swimming together. Edward, I'm thrilled to hear it. I'm glad they settled in for you. Um, yeah, last last cup last week, no losses. This week so far, no losses. Like things are going pretty well. Oh, and for Patricia and anyone else that was wondering, um, I did order the phase 22 packs i think those are going to be the ticket for shipping to super hot states like arizona and stuff especially as the summer rolls on and the temperatures continue to climb um, those should be here soon and so if you live in a really hot area i might be testing those out on you i think they're the right answer to shipping in hot weather so those are coming all right. Oh, Leslie, dead, uh, Leslie's fish room. Dan, my beta NSA are settling in well. Awesome. Thank you for the recommendation of adding the killifish and catfish to help. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I found that they like uh, some neighbors. Nothing that's going to conflict with them directly, but if it's not in their zone and not too uh, too active, it can help bring the NSA and other wild type bettas out for sure. Thanks for the stream, says Bob. You got it. Bob Kayler's Aquatics, what's the cost of those cold packs with shipping? So I found a place. Uh, in fact, let me share it with you. Someone shared it with me. I forget who, but thank you, whoever did that. Let me show you um, the company I ended up getting them from. It was Reptiles to You. Uh, I got them in a 20 pack. 20 is 66.95, which isn't bad. But they're coming from New Jersey, and I had to pay for the shipping. So with shipping, I think they're going to cost me about four fifty a pack. So they're not cheap, um, but it's probably worth it. I the problem with the ice packs is while they're in my neck of the woods, I always fear that the fish are going to get too cold. There are a few weeks here where it does heat up, and I'm fine with using ice packs. But like right now, or like a few weeks ago. I wouldn't have been comfortable putting a, a, an, a typical cold pack in just because it was cold here. I think it snowed two weeks ago. 
something like that. Um, and so I didn't want to chill the fish, but then they get to Arizona and it's perfect. But while they're here, it's not. So I think the phase 22 is right because they don't start to really change phase until in the mid 70s, low 70s, 72, I think. 22 degrees Celsius is when they change phase. So that is a much better solution. I think it's all theory. I'll try it and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, about, about 450, uh, Bob. <laughs> Lumpy dog snacking on breakfast cereal straight out of the box. That's the way to do it. Ginger Graves, one of those cribs has really taken over the bristlenose cave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That can happen. Although if that bristlenose feels too feisty and has a good bush on his face, he can fight back. Anyway, everybody, thanks for being here. See you next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. At least that's the plan. There is something that, that I might make me unavailable next Wednesday. Uh, there's a small possibility, but I think I'll be here at 7 p.m. next Wednesday. Um, appreciate you all. Thanks to the mods. So appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, thanks for everyone who gave a super chat. That was awesome. There were some... I, I'm going to make Brenda happy tonight when I show her the super chats. Thanks, everybody. Um, all the interesting comments and questions that help keep this lively. Anyone that like helped out with other questions and stuff in the stream. I like the group knowledge. Super helpful. And all you lurkers, as you know, I'm with you. I lurk too. Actually, we should do like, uh, is that, an, uh, that's, that's scary. Like, like an L. <laughs> Loser? No, we're reclaiming it. Now it's lurker. Anyway, night everybody. Have a great 4th of July. And Oh, I should mention that. I'm not shipping fish next week because the 4th of July is in the middle of the week and there's no way that doesn't result in horrible delays for the fish. So the next shipping day will be July 8th after the madness of the 4th of July is over. Okay, thanks again. See you all next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Till then, have a good one.